0: be used to uh, discover the self that includes the instrument of the mind and the intelligence which is subtle matter so I've already thrown in for free with every human body you want to go too far back no oh, okay. and uh, and so everyone can feel free actually to uh, use the preponderance of their time to cultivate Krishna consciousness. You, you really can feel free to do that. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, mm-hmm. that if, if you absorb yourself in thinking of me, which is the most important thing that one can do, these so we part and parcel of Krishna and we only get satisfaction in thinking of him in service. Then he says, I'll carry what you lack and I preserve what you have. He's already doing it for living beings everywhere. He's made an arrangement through nature that everyone's provided with facility for living. The animals get it. Microbes even get it. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their food already available. Nitya nityanam Chaitanas Chaitana nam eko bahunam means that there's a provider who's already thought of everything. So what to speak of somebody who's really absorbed in serving Krishna? And so we can use whatever time we have to think of Krishna, to serve Krishna. And the best way to serve Krishna is to think of him by hearing and chanting and, and then to do good for others. Sarvabhuta In the fifth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, 25th verse, Krishna says, Sarvabhuta That you should, somebody who's absorbed in thinking of how to do good for others. Such a person becomes liberated in the supreme. Lavante brahmanirvana. They attain the supreme. Rishya, sheena, kalamasha. They become free from sinful activities. The means the propensity to uh, and the optimism of, oh, I'll stay in the material world and enjoy the material world, or I'll control it, which is the most prominent idea. Everyone gets a little chip in the game somewhere, and then thinks I- I- I'm going to do everything I can to keep this. Even if it's as a paltry little corner of the world, everyone thinks this is my corner. This propensity to control is can be given up by letting Krishna be the controller. This solves all problems. The Shri says that there's only one controller. He owns everything. He controls everything. So let him do it. You just be the servant. Chinna uh, Dvaita, Krishna says. This is still 525 Bhagavad Gita. Chinna means to tear something off. Chinna Dvaita. Dvaita means duality. The duality of thinking there's anything separate from Krishna or I have some separate interest from Krishna's interests. He said it's a person who's torn that up, torn that part out of their life, torn that page out of the book of life. Tinudha <laughs> Yatmana means that they're always engaged in self-realization. Whatever they're doing, even if it's working, they're dedicating that work to the supreme they're sleeping, they're dedicating their sleep to the Supreme so they can wake up refreshed, so they can do their service. And uh, such a person, Sarvabhutahiteirata, is also engaged in doing welfare work for all living beings. And the only real welfare work for all living beings is to provide people with information about how they can also become free from the duality of the material world and come to Krishna. And so it's a neat little verse, it comes right from Krishna, so he gives us perfect frame for our life and, an, and occupation as well. And all of you are doing that, so it, it's it's a joyous occasion to be together when uh, we're all in resonance with these ideas. Haribo! Haribo. Haribo. Was it hard getting here? Because of traffic? A
1: little bit. A little, <laughs> a little uh, Then you get extra credit <laughs> <laughs> for making the
0: yeah. a The material world is known as Durga. Means, Durga Chiti means difficult to go. It's hard to go anywhere. It's hard to stay anywhere either. Kishore Kinkara Prabhu was noticing how the material world is always changing in different ways. Whatever we think we're whatever position we think we have in this world changes moves out from ground moves from beneath our feet uh, you can you can never have any stable position in the material world but you can have a stable position in devotional service so that's that's the recommendation brahma says samashita para palava plavam punya yasho Try Take shelter of Krishna to make that your steady place. Everything else will change and become frustrating. But uh, Krishna, service to Krishna is always a joy. There's always more than one could expect. In reciprocation Krishna gives. So uh, how about a little kirtan? We'll just chant a little bit. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tantive tanta suoni, tantine,
2: tantine, tantine, tantine,
0: tallest in the house? Car-tall means one who keeps the, the tall. You've got? Okay. Does anybody like tambourine? <laughs> I have a half a tambourine. My other one's in, left in Berkeley. I'll take the tambourine. It's okay. <laughs> I left my drum there once and it was broken. But it's harder to break a tambourine. Cowbell? Anybody like cowbell?
1: cowbell. <laughs> More
0: cowbell? <laughs> Cowbell's a dominant instrument, so you got to be really good. You should be a percussionist if you play this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs>
0: song by Bhakti Minotako that starts off Jeev Jago and the, this is Bengali he's saying to the soul wake up wake up and, and then asking the question how long will you sleep in the lap of a witch called Maya and he goes on to say that uh, you've previously you know been out of the, in wombs various wombs there's a, a way that we're compelled we're forced by our own consciousness to take birth in <coughs> various wombs by the force of our material consciousness we get accommodated in various wombs of uh, con- different kinds of creatures and there's lots to choose from 8,400,000 species no one can complain that you didn't get an opportunity to go on enough rides at the amusement park. <laughs> but it's not actually that amusing. It's a very somber song, actually. And and if you think about what's actually taking place in the song that that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is saying through the pen of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, that you've made these promises again and again that I'll serve you, but then you forgot. And of course, we might have experienced this ourselves that we may be going along in life merrily, merrily, merrily. Mm -hmm. And then there's a present danger in our lives where we feel that all might be lost. That what looked like easy sailing now, Looks treacherous, and we could drown at any time. It may come into our consciousness, and then there's a way that we might say, "Oh, you know, if you save me this one time, then just get me out of this one, and I'll always, I'll be good from now on. I'll never mess up again." So this is this is the theme song of the conditioned soul. It's a just get me out of one one more, and then he forgets. <coughs> So, no uh, Thakur in his song says that this time don't forget. Uh, and then he says that there's a great opportunity now that you've come to the human form of life. So, so there's a medicine, a and you, you could take this medicine and you can become cured of the kind of consciousness, which is like a disease that forces you to take birth again in the material world and suffer over and over again. And since you should be eager for it, in fact, he uses the word magi, which means to beg. You should beg for this now. Really develop that uh, intense desire to have this medicine. And then he says that, uh, Bhakti Munotakur says that, uh, I prayed for this very intensely. In fact, he said, I fell at the feet of Sri Chaitanya, the reddish lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and I begged for it. I begged for the mantra, please let me have it. And he said, and I received it. So for many years, I sang that song and kind of the morning tune. So, my friend and godbrother, Haviprabhu, was telling me when we were riding on a boat from from Mayapur across the Jalungi River to go to Bhaktanathakar's house, he said, That tune's almost too joyful for the mood of the song. Mm -hmm. That was his opinion, (laughs) it's too joyful. He said it's a very, a very, uh, almost uh, melancholy, song-beseeching mood. And so I said, so what tune do you use? And then he played, when we came to Bhakti Thakur's house, he played this tune, he sang it like this, jago go, Shri chandra saying that then I could see that the devotees that was during our Yatra about a hundred devotees there from different countries uh, became uh, emotional and and I could see what he meant that uh, if you sing it in a slightly different tune in in the mood so mood is really important in our devotional service and uh Really, the the most important or the foundational point is that uh, we come to this mood that no mas, I don't want this material world anymore. I'm I'm only here to to serve only, hundred percent, no ninety nine percent, hundred percent, only for service to Krishna, to to serve Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Best to serve Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because when you serve Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the best of the best, there's nobody better than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then Yatayatagora Patara Vinde, Vinde to Bhaktin Kritapunya Rashi, to Sarpata Hrik Yakasma, Rapudam Boja Sudam Rashi. Prabodhananda Sarasotitakwa says that. Uh, such a pious person who serves the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then experiences a natural phenomenon which comes from that and that is the, that the love for Srimati radharani uh, wells up within his heart and like an ocean it comes up the high tide the tide is rising in the heart and this is the, the great benefit we have in Kali Yuga that, although everything's topsy turvy and people forget even uh, com- common decency in this age, they, they can't seem to not uh, violate just basic codes of human existence. But in this age, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, and Nityananda have come to save all the conditioned souls. Vande, Krishna, Chaitanya, Nityananda Sahodido, Goda, Daipu, Manto, Chitra, Tamo, that Kaviraj Goswami says, they've arisen like the sun and the moon. Imagine the sun and the moon rising simultaneously. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Inanda have arisen on the horizon of Goda, Godadesh Mayapur, And they've come to bestow a wonderful benediction upon everybody, that's their purpose. So I began by talking about preparation, and our lives are for preparation, so putting ourselves in such a place that we can receive that benediction from Chaitanya Mm -hmm. Mahaprabhu, Lord Lord Nityananda. it's all that's necessary. And they're so merciful that even Jagai Madai, who represent the lowest of the people walking around on earth. But they were delivered by Nityananda and Lord Chaitanya. So to speak of everybody else. So we can we can try for that by just entering deeply within the service of the Sankirtan movement, serving Sri Caitanya Mahaprabhu. And we have all facility. Prabhupada's books are something that are um, they're the, the most beautiful poetry from the spiritual world of uh, the Chaitanya, the Bhagavatam Chaitanya Chagarmita Bhagavad Gita but the words Prabhupada writes from his own the depth of his own uh, Prima are so poetical but practical at the same time that it's the it's the perfect vibration for us to take in the the words of Srila Prabhupada from his books and to hear that, to chant Hare Krishna, just listen to the sound vibration and be present and to respect the sound, respect the mantra and know that it came from the right source. Even if we can't understand what it is or if the mind resists at first, use your spiritual strength, your higher intelligence to stay in there and just take that as Medicine, ashaogi. And then find some practical way to use your sen- your senses. Build a Rathiyatra card. Uh-huh. Don't just sit there, go build a Rathiyatra card. Or go wash a pot. Subhadra was saying the other day that, you know, I was saying in class the other day, there's nothing better than washing pots. It's the safest place to be actually in the universe. You're in there washing pots, no one's going to bug you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one has the right to bug you or can complain about you or anything like that. Look, yeah, I wash pots. I just, there's, one, there's one devotee, I see him in L.A. in the kitchen. He's got a little headset in and he just washes pots. He's like a warrior. Yeah. And he's thinking, like, that's where you want to hang out. You know, the Judd Barts of the world, they go in and surrender to the pot room. And they just say, like, this is it. I don't want anything to do with anybody else. I'm just gonna serve Lord Jagannath <laughs> there. So Subhadra was saying she felt so enlivened. She just charged into the kitchen and washed pots for two hours and she came out feeling like liberated <laughs> 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 ready to go out on sankirtan. So Sarva Padivanirmuktam taprap Fena Nirmadam Vrishi Kena Vrishi Kesha If you just find a way Besides hearing, chanting, of course, that's a, also engaging the senses in the best possible way. But then do something practical with your senses and engage them somehow or other in Lord Jagannath's service. And uh, don't, um, don't, don't stand around on the corner and chat about stupid stuff. Like who said to what to whom? He said, see, she says are never solved. Did you ever notice that? Yeah. She said this, she said that, blah, 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 blah. Two years later, there's a show about it, and it you know it's never never comes to an end. So don't, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, don't blame others. Don't get involved in that. And get involved in service. Be serious and straightforward and, and serve. And if you read Prabhupada's books, you chant Hare Krishna like Śrīla Bhakti Siddhānta Saraswati Thakur said, don't try to be a great devotee, just be a good devotee. But to be a good devotee, you got to chant great japa. So do try to chant great japa. No one will fault you for that either. No one can fault you for that. And if you, if you make that the cornerstone of your practice, that I chant great japa, not that you advertise that, but you just do it, then... That, combined with reading Prabhupada's books, where you'll hear this poetry coming from the heart of a pure devotee, a a love for Krishna in a practical form, shows us how to interact with the world, how to actually become practically engaged, how to practically engage in pure devotional service through our senses. And we find some practical work to do, help spread the sankirtan movement, some, some way or another then this lifetime is so precious. We can use whatever balance of time we have, and we don't know how much we have, but whatever balance it is, we can use it and attain perfection. Uh, we'll, we'll attain a deep attachment to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to the devotees, to the chanting Hare Krishna. And when we leave this body, we'll be prepared. We'll be prepared. We'll, we'll already have moved away from the idea that I'm part of this material world. We see the whole material world as paraphernalia to be used in Krishna's service. And that's what a perfect life looks like. It. This is uh, available by Prabhupada's mercy to everybody. So it's kind of exciting also to give it to as many people as possible. Because, especially nowadays, people are a little bit... Um, Getting a little nervous about the whole situation here. I mean there were scary incidents before but the whole material world looks precarious now to a lot of people. So it's a it's an excellent time to introduce Krishna consciousness to people because they take it as a as a life preserver when they get it in their hands and they're able to to hear about Krishna consciousness. Omdatsar. You want to make any points? Oh, not right really. now, no. I thought you were in the same G cowbell. <laughs> Maybe not. Why well,
1: just
0: say <sighs> So, how about if we have kind of a discussion? Very good cowbell, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I got that from Gopal. Gopal's Riddha's son, he lives in Mayapur now. His daughter, Kameshri, you know Gopal? Mm-hmm. He's a great the player. But his, his style is he, he carries around a tambourine, cowbell, he'll play the drum. He's an excellent drummer. But if somebody else is playing drum, he'll do some way of. His mood is to uplift the kirtan winner one way or another. So it's always good to enter in and see what you can do to uplift the kirtan by dancing. If you know how to clap, some people don't. Clap. If you don't know how to clap, don't
1: clap. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> dancing, you know, some devotees are known for dancing. And just dancing is. Imagine that. Dancing. When people think of dancing that they have to be sensual and, you know, stand before one another. And it, it's. You know, it's a very uh, daunting thing to move your material body around so supposedly it will be more attractive or something like that people don't really enjoy that kind of dancing but when you're dancing in happiness because you're free to serve you have no other obligation in life and you realize it I'm free to serve Krishna I have no other worry in the world I don't have the burden to carry around of thinking that I'm the uh, controller you know, like Christian, do that and you dance. That's another way to go back home, back to God, right? So yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's have a conversation. If there's a... Sure. Thank you. If you have a... Yes. I Rattava.
3: We you have to speak up
4: because we don't have minds to right in there? okay?
3: Yes. So I've been memorizing a shloka today, and what you said was reminding me of my thoughts on the shloka this morning. So it's Bhava Vidad Bhagavatas Tirtha Bhuta Swayam Debo Tirthi Kurvanti Tirthani Svatastena Gatabrita. This is a Yudhishthira Maharaj glorifying Vidura, that he's verily a holy place personified. And that he purifies even holy places just by his presence. So I was just thinking about how, what you were saying about. In the purport, of the Prabhupada says that a pure devotee perceives the presence of Krishna everywhere. And because of that perception, everywhere he goes becomes everywhere he goes becomes purified. So I was just thinking the more and more we're aligned with this consciousness of constantly hearing and chanting, the more and more we're aligned with this um, idea of doing good for others the more and more we become uh, a place of pilgrimage personified and we actually purify the environment no matter how precarious the situation may seem we can actually be a purifying agent within any circumstance whether it's a Walmart parking lot or a storefront whatever it may be everything can become purified just simply through that disposition of being Christian conscious this is a very important verse and um,
0: practical application of it, Prabhupada showed by example and precept. He talked about how his power was coming from his voluntarily following the order of his spiritual master. And when one can receive an order through the disciplic succession and then hold to that, then such a person becomes an instrument and is able to convert others to Krishna consciousness. Even if one isn't um, on the highest level of Krishna consciousness, one may be a neophyte, but one who has uh, complete faith in the fact that Krishna and his name are non-different, that the deity and Krishna are non-different, that person who represents the spiritual master and goes out and teaches other people with that conviction, will also be able to turn their hearts to Krishna consciousness. That's the, the power of uh, taking the order of, of Krishna. bhavad bhagavatas tirtha bhuta swayam So a tirtha, a tirtha is uh, a bridge to something higher. It takes you to a higher level. and. So a person who follows the order of the spiritual master becomes a Tirtha for others, a bridge to come to a higher level. Someone may be a Vartman, a Pradakshaka guru, or a Shiksha guru, or a Diksha guru. All three of these types of gurus are representing (coughs) Krishna. And by representing Krishna, uh, such a person can help others come to Krishna. But Tirtha is Sort of the the uh, other side of an avatar. Avatar means somebody comes from a higher level, he comes down in order to rescue and pull somebody up. And be, somebody who's following the order of Krishna through the simple succession is uh, effect, can be effective everywhere. In, changing the environment and it doesn't, we don't need any material facility to expand the Christian consciousness movement. It's based on the spiritual vibration and the purity of the vibration. One creates that Tirta. So someone could go off, in fact we can try it out, everyone can pick a different place to go off to. <laughs> Probably already did it. And would send people different places and say, go here, there, and just start chanting Hare Krishna, to giving some class on Bhagavad Gita, Prasadam, just say what I said. And then the facility uh, naturally rises because they create that atmosphere that people are anchoring for. Thank you. Nice verse. Yes, Kishore Kingaran. So, Kurumaj, just reflecting so you know, on what you
2: said, like, uplift the kirtan and uh, state with me that uh, the uplifting is very much necessary in uh, devotional life, not just for us, but you know for the community that we uplift even a little bit of service and what he's doing. And so, uplifting the whole movement and uh, devotional service and the devotees is
0: it's, uh, I think, really helps and encourages everybody. Yeah. This is one of the words in the Gayatri Mantra, which means to encourage. Krishna's trying to encourage everybody. That's why the sun comes up every day. Okay, guys. We <laughs> can do it. Try again. <laughs> and... Uh, that's really what we do. Uh, that's what spreading the movement means, is to encourage the living entity, fan the spark. It's already naturally there, It's the natural qualities of the soul, but the poor little jiva gets covered over, forgets, and and goes into this idea that mostly people feel like I'm worthless. I find this, people have, have a a problem living with themselves. Somebody suggested to me the other day that it's because they've been with themselves more than anybody else. (laughs) So they have the sense of, of worthlessness, like I can't do anything. And people compare themselves to other people and they think everyone else is doing it better than me. I read an article about a musician who was a virtuoso guitarist and he had played a concert in which he got five on course the crowd went wild and he came home and told his wife that I was terrible no. that that poor musician committed suicide later not that day but you know in his life he just had this tendency to think I'm no good and most most living entities are, are having have some kind of struggle with feeling of of not being good enough, or feeling like they don't fit in. It's very hard being in the human existence as a soul. Really sensitive to everything in the world, the way people talk talk to us, the way people look at us. You know, road rage all it takes is somebody to look at you. Just driving down the road and you're like, why'd you look at me? You know, we're sentient beings, but we're in this real fragile, porous body it picks up all the frequencies from everywhere and anything can set us off. Actually, what it's meant for is hearing Sri Chaitanya Charnamrita and then being able to actually become sensitive to spiritual emotions. But when we just associate with materialistic people, we get all the rough edges. So people really need a sense of uh, Encourage, they need encouragement. That's no, you're you're actually part and parcel of Krishna. You're not your body. You're okay. All you have to do is just act. By you know Byob restaurants have it. It's called bring your own bottle. Because people they some restaurants that, I don't know what it is, but it's bring your own bottle. But uh, Byos bring your own self. <laughs> or your kula said, No, it's be your own self. Whichever it is, just be be B Y O S, be your own self. And you're okay, but just know what yourself is. That was the first thing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tells Siddhartan Goswami. Here's the deal. You're a soul and you're a servant of Krishna. And if you act like that, there's no problem bhakti Matakura says it in one line that if you just become uh, used to the fact that you're a servant of Krishna just accept it and you'll be happy
1: no
0: more no more of this anxiety and, and Duke no more rough edges. Of course, the rough edges are always there as long as we have a material body, even as devotees. We'll be able to observe that the material material world's a rough place, a lot of rough edges, but we won't be affected by them. That's what the verse, the 525, the prophet says in the purport, the devotee sees the miseries of the material world the notices them, but is not affected by them because of being liberated in the supreme. a few more thoughts what are you all thinking about these days or do you have a question you'd like to put out so we can expand the conversation yeah I'm Maraj, uh, I find that Japa is a big commitment Japa is a big commitment it's a
3: big commitment and I'd like your advice about how to keep that commitment as life changes and becomes more complicated.
0: Yeah, how to keep the commitment when life changes and becomes more complicated. Well, you have to join a jockey club. <laughs> like, you know, people want to stay in some discipline, they usually join some kind of club. If you're going to be a table tennis pro, there's, there are table tennis organizations. Your table in your backyard, not that you have one, but if you had one, you know, it would rain one day and it get warped and you're like, ah, oh, forget it. And you don't play for three months and then you lose your edge. But if you go down to the professional Joppa Club and you got pros down there playing and the tables are already set up, it's open 24 seven. And you can play ping pong table tennis to your, you know and and become better and better i i find that you know you have to be inventive you always have to find a way a, a, a lot of uh, for instance i in studying physical fitness you know some of the best advice i ever heard is you know you don't have to go to a gym or something like that just keep moving throughout the day all the time find a way go up the stairs you know instead of you know, climb over the fence or whatever you want to do, but just keep moving every way you can. Like Madhuri Puri, he climbed a tree. We were in Puri you year setting up for a a talk or a picnic, and we saw him halfway up a palm tree. I said, "Get down from that! <laughs> That's dangerous." He's like climbing the tree, and then in a similar way, you know, a lot of a lot of our sadhana happens in the gaps. Is whenever you have an opportunity, make sure you're all set up so that you can keep the vibration going. Especially in times that change or uh, you know your schedule changes, uh, don't get thrown off and think, well, because I can't go to the gym, I can't, you know, I can't get my heart rate up. Yeah, you just go up the stairs five times. And similarly with Joppa, just to always be ready to to chant. Yeah. And also, take advantage of the little gaps whenever you can, because you might think, well, this is this is just three seconds. But look at Katvanga. Katvanga is famous for using a moment to become perfect. And think like that in those times when things are shifting. Th- that really helps. And also, if you can form your own club, like I started this program called Make Japa Great Again. I actually just. Because I'm selfish, I do everything for myself. myself. (laughs) So I I started the Make Joppa Great Again Club just so that uh, I have a place where I can take Joppa seriously and talk about serious Joppa and things like that. So either join a Joppa club or start one yourself. That really helps too, because when you start it, then you have to show up for all your members. But I really like what Prabhupada said about livelihood. He said, be inventive. And with, with japa, you know, just always try to stay uh, somehow or other close to it as much as possible. And the, some of the best uh, advice I've heard about japa that I like to follow came from my godbrother, Satyide Prabhu, and he said, when you chant, be aware that you're chanting. It's simple enough so you don't get scared away and think, oh, I can't do all that stuff. But you can just be aware of something that you're doing. And if you keep becoming aware of chanting japa, then I'm ch- when you're chanting, be aware that you're chanting. Then you're in the vibration. You're present for Krishna in His sound
5: idgarni. Um, I was reading um, today in Shippenya Charitamrita. Um, Good. Mahatilu. Good devotees. And um, there's a, a verse that Ramananda Roy says mm-hmm. to Mahakabu uh, that I really liked. And it was to the effect of, um, uh, The super soul within everyone's heart speaks not externally but from within. He instructs the devotees in all respects and that is his way of instruction. Um, the purport's really nice too but um, I was wondering if you could be able to speak on how Krishna instructs us via the super soul and how we can perceive that on like well, a a purport purport? Yeah. purport here Sri Ramananda Roy admits that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the super soul it is the super soul that inspires the devotee therefore he is the original source of the Gayatri mantra which states Om Bur Puvaswat Tat Savitur don't say the last word. <laughs> <laughs> savita is the original source of all intelligence. That Savita is Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam 2.4.22. Uh, quote, May the Lord, who is the beginning of the creation, amplify the potent knowledge of Brahma from within his heart and inspired him with full knowledge of creation and his own self and to appear to be generated from the mouth of brahma be pleased with me this was spoken by shukadeva goswami when he invoked the blessing of the supreme personality of godhead before delivering srimad bhagavatam to Maharaj Pariksit. amplified potent knowledge you were going to ask a question Oh yeah, um, I was going to ask how we can also perceive, like, just the average person can perceive that Krishna is supplying intelligence to us through the super soul. The prophet talks about that in the second canto of the Bhagavatam.
0: There's a verse that ends Anumapakai, and he describes in a lengthy purport. It's about six paragraphs how one can become the observer of one's own body, mind, and intelligence. So he says that you should start by noticing that you have a hand, but you're not your hand. And then you could also notice that your intelligence is like a parent giving you instruction. And by objectifying the body and objectifying the mind, the intelligence, you can then notice that you're the witness and you're watching and you can isolate yourself from the body and the mind and see yourself as separate. And then, he said, you can notice this intelligence that's coming to you as the voice, as I said, of a parent, and you can become aware of the Supersoul, who's providing intelligence. And also you can notice that the whole universe is a place of facility, where as a shur shamanashad saparya gatshuk from akayam avranam ashnaviram shudam apapa vitam kaviyam manisi manishi paribhusvayam guru yatat yatutotan virdashepat tibya samabhya. There's a somebody providing for everybody, fulfilling everyone's desire. And so he describes how just by introspection you can become aware of this. And I often do this, like on those corporate programs I do. We start with the meditation and I just follow the progression of what Prabhupada says in that purport. Have people close their eyes, become aware of their breath, and then start noticing that you can be the noticer, that you're the one objectifying your, your body and mind, and then the intelligence coming as a, as a parrot. And Prabhupada makes a profound observation from that point. He said, then you can logically understand that God as the Supreme. He, in, in this purport, he calls Paramatma the Super Spirit. So you're allowed to use that word now. <laughs> Talk about Super Spirit. And then he says God being all powerful and the enjoyer can't only be restricted to just fulfilling the desires of the, the living entities. And from that idea, one can extrapolate and understand that he must also have another feature, which is, he has his own life, he has his own island somewhere, and his own interests. And just in this one purport, Prabhupada provides a way, through introspection and logic, one can become aware of Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan, and feel self-realized. So just in a very practical way, if, if we notice that we're, we're not the material body, you can notice how your stomach is working as a washing machine or a dishwasher. It goes through more cycles, I think. You just uh, dial it in, you push it in, it goes through. So same with the stomach, you're not your stomach. You could become aware of these things and then you can become aware of how actually you're being maintained by
3: Krishna. Yes, I So right now while we're talking about this, I had something. So we are we are only the observers. Observers. That's what we really are. We're observing everything.
0: Yeah. In fact, Jiva Goswami says, if I may quote Jiva Goswami, he says that in advanced Krishna consciousness, one becomes shakshikpa which means, sakshi means a a witness. And so, a devotee develops this witness, witnesshood. Krishna describes it in the Bhagavad Gita, in this kind of interesting long verse. He says, Indriyan, Indriyariteshu, Vartanta Itidhare Which means that a person who's in Shakshitva or witnesshood never identifies with the body. And then he lists many of the bodily functions like giving, receiving, opening, closing the eyes, um, eating something, evacuating, and says a person never thinks, never at any time, naiva kinship, not, not ever does the person think I'm doing it, just notices that he, the body's doing it. So this is uh, one of the foundational aspects of superior consciousness is noticing that you're not your body. In fact, Krishna defines knowledge as this awareness that there's the field and the knower of the field here's here's what I call knowledge that somebody has an awareness that there's the field which is the body and the mind and the knower of the field and they're different and you're the knower of the field I had a godbrother who was a uh, I think he got into bodybuilding or something and he was taking some supplement that was popular at the time that had some kind of stimulant in it and and uh he had a stroke because of it and he recovered from the stroke but he told me that i said what was it like and he said i was i was aware that i was in my body and my body didn't work and he said it was like being inside a dark tunnel and not being able to get out. And uh, that's another side of it. You know, from that point of view, one can see that actually, you know, I'm in the body, it doesn't work. And similarly, as we were talking before, the child in the womb becomes aware at a certain point that I'm in the womb and thinks that I'm, I'm helpless, becomes aware that I'm I've just got another body, manifest by material nature, and I'm, I'm in a helpless situation. Subhadra,
4: I was just wondering also if the advanced devotee becomes a witness in the sense that he's become so surrendered that he is the witness that Krishna is working through him, and so he's not really doing; he's observing Krishna's, you know, or devotional energy working through him.
0: Yeah there's a famous verse, Ambaidni, Shukobaidi, Vyasavaiti Neb, which is about how um Ambaidni, Shukabe, Vyasavaiti Nabeti. Shukadev knows, uh Lord Shiva's saying, I know, Shukadev knows, Vyasa may or may not know.
1: <laughs>
0: Fyasa is speaking the Bhagavatam, but he may or may not know. And there's some idea there that of being fully aware of just being an instrument. In fact, Prabhupada mentioned it many times I'm not doing this. I'm the representative of my spiritual master, and I'm you know, just an instrument. I'm, a, I'm an order carrier, a peon, I'm delivering the mail. How'd it go out there?
1: Anybody win? No? Just catching. Just catching. Okay. We'll get a game pick up pickup going later. <laughs> Thank
3: you. Sure. Yes? Hi, okay. Christian So what is the difference as a peer, like? Obviously, I know like, I'm not a peer devoted What is the difference between need and desire? because my body needs something, to but then I start designing things. But okay, I just need this one, cup couple of water, but then I
0: time. It's conditioning, because as I quoted earlier, kama sa nendriya So this verse talks about balance, that life's not meant for expanding our desires unlimitedly. Prabhupada once said you could expand exercise unlimitedly, and eating, probably sleeping too. (laughs) I think you mentioned these two things. Like, you know, some people, the exercise becomes the main thing in their life, or um, eating also, if you just keep eating more and more, then you will develop more capacity to eat more and more. And so the senses can get conditioned in such a way that they get addicted to certain kinds of things and they become dependent on them and, and so forth and so then these become artificial necessities and their desires they're not needs so it's helpful to live according to what you need to keep the body and soul together so krishna says that if, if you live like a yogi and just try to Uh, Notice that your senses will naturally try to take more than they need and be the parent in the room and take just what you need and then save your energy so that you can engage in its self-realization. Krishna says don't eat too much and don't eat too little. Don't sleep too much, but don't sleep too little. You're also not supposed to collect too much or don't collect too little. Especially if you go on a to say, <laughs> Don't come back. No, just kidding. So, I mean, the difference is that, you know, we don't really need that much. And therefore, it's helpful to go through the ashrama system. If you live as a brahmachari at some point in your life, or any point in your life, if you have some ashrama experience and you notice that actually life, like living simply, Get a taste for it. It's really nice. I can I can remember just living in the ashrama. We still live in an ashrama, but you know, living in the brahmacharya ashrama, I just remember that we didn't have anything except service and friendship, and taking prasadam together, and it was a bliss all the time. Someone would say, "Oh, come on!" It wasn't really, was it? No, it was. It really was. I had this, uh, you know, it's just, all you need is a bookshelf with some bhagavatams on it, a little mat to sit on. Okay, somebody calls you for prasadam, some kittiri, popper, maybe a little mango pickle. I mean, what more do you need? Just the simple things in life, and then if you know that that life's actually the the needs of the senses don't need to be expanded unlimitedly in order for you to be happy and you can be satisfied with simple simple living but lots of service then you're really lucky because then you know the difference between the two materialist civilization is an overstimulation it's trying to find happiness by getting more and okay too much is not enough. That's the, uh, the anthem of the material world. I got too much, and that's not enough. <laughs> Pour more gasoline on the fire and then see how how that works out. So, devotional service is balanced. You take what you need so you can engage in service. That's the main thing. Prabhupada talks about it in Gajendra. Because Some people need a little more, some people don't need as much. According to your psychophysiological nature, you take what you need so you can live in a normal condition of life, so that you can just go on and be steady in your service. Does that answer the question? okay. I
4: actually have a question from Kanai Takwar and we're your.
0: Um, really? They both
4: just texted me. Yeah.
0: Isn't that nice?
4: Yeah. They're they're bumped. um Well, I'll just read it.
0: Okay. Okay.
4: Good. Hi, Christian Guru Dave and Guru our humble obeisances. This is Kanaita Rodas and Berndi Rajnadassi. We are watching online and have a question. How can we cultivate full commitment and simultaneously cultivate detachment? It seems so contradictory and almost impossible to achieve. So how can we at our beginner level start cultivating those two concepts in a practical
0: way thank you well we can't ever really be detached because it's the nature of the of the soul to be attached we're already attached to krishna on my mom show jiva lo with the sanatana that's that's our nature and we're always active krishna says in the bhagavad-gita that uh You can't be inactive. And activity means that there's some sense of attachment somewhere. So by becoming attached to devotional service and attached to serving Krishna, then we naturally become unattached to the inferior activities. So then you might say, but still I'm attached to sense gratification. And uh, the solution is given in the, in the Bhagavatam, Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Pryojita Janayat Yashuvayaradyam Yadamcha Aitukam. When you perform a devotional service directly, for instance, hearing and chanting, then there's a concomitant benefit, which is that you naturally develop a sense of jnana, and Vairagya, those come free of charge. It's (laughs) thrown in like the undercoating on a car when you buy a new car. tell you what we're going to do for you, Bob. We're going to throw in (laughs) the undercoating. It comes in free. So in in the process of of doing direct devotional service, like chanting Hare Krishna, no one could say that you don't feel better from any situation in life when you chant Hare Krishna. That's why Prabhupada used to tell devotees in fact, there's a letter in the Veda base Baba, writing back to Jayananda Prabhu. And we didn't see Jayananda's letter to Prabhupada, maybe it's somewhere. But Prabhupada's answering him, it's the same old answer, chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> so in, in chanting Hare Krishna, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, serving, washing pots, there's a natural way in which we develop jnana, knowledge and vairagya. It comes naturally out of dedicating one's activities to Krishna, hearing about Krishna and so forth. We develop detachment. But the the, the process of devotional service means to become attached to Krishna. In the beginning, uh, there is a period where we're attached to the material world and attached to Krishna at the same time. In fact, there's a fascinating verse, if I may, from the Bhagavatam in which uh, Krishna says Jatashrada Matkatasu Nirvina Sarvakams Veda Dukat Makam Kamams Yagi So this is the first part of the verse and he says that you'll find yourself in a stage of practice when you know that sense gratification leads to misery and you also are averse to the idea of just engaging your senses in the material world, but haritya ge means you don't have the strength to actually restrain yourself, and so Krishna recognizes that that's a that's a stage, and he says tatam bajeeta lamprita tatam kamams duko darkams Said, be aware of the fact that what you're doing is uh, very powerful and that those who are performing devotional service are very dear to me and continue and he said one of the motivations to continue can be a little bit of remorse oh, dukhodar comes to garyan garyan means that to be remorseful that you you can't do it better than you're doing it now but not too much because if you get too morose and think oh no good. i can't do anything i'll just quit and I'll go out in the garden and eat worms instead. And no, just keep doing it. Krishna says, and you'll you'll gradually come to the to the perfect stage. So there is an interim stage where we, we're bad at both things. We're no longer in the material world, uh, we don't like it anymore. And in devotional service, I'm not completely attached. And, but so we should be aware of these different levels of devotional service, and prepare ourselves to pull through in in these different uh, periods of our life by somehow or other staying close to the transcendental vibration. Be inventive. Set up systems so that you can be close to it. And gradually, gradually, by the power of devotional service, which is all powerful, then the change of heart will come and we'll cross over to the other side. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, in the beginning you may restrain your senses from sense objects because, you know, the consequences. This way you start to develop discrimination and you say, you know, I've tried that a few billion times and it didn't quite work out right. And so, based on my awareness of this, problem, I'm not going to do it, but still you're thinking, like, do it, do it, do it, the senses are, go, 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 you know, why not? Just one more time. As, but, he says, there's a point that will come where you'll experience a higher taste, you'll see something better, you'll experience spiritual sense gratification, and the other one will be a, a lost memory. You, you you find somebody better and the other one's like oh yeah i'm not into them anymore <laughs> so you move on i moved on so you really move on when you're able to get a taste for krishna consciousness and then that's that's real detachment but actually you're more attached than ever but just in the right place that's what one of the topics of the padyavali where um rupa goswami's so just as young boys are attracted to young girls, young girls attract to young boys. Like I heard on the, some of the youth tours, they pulled up to the Grand Canyon on the bus, and the boys and girls didn't even notice because they were <laughs> absorbed, <laughs> <laughs> noticing what others were doing, what their neighbors were doing, and it's like Grand Canyon. Oh yeah? Oh yeah! (laughs) So there's this natural attraction in the material world that we have, that we've developed by diverting our natural attraction from Krishna. Well, actually it's an unnatural attraction we have in the material world from diverting our natural attraction to Krishna. So Rupa Goswami says, please let me have the same kind of spontaneous attraction for you, Krishna, that I already have for sense gratification. So there's, there's really no, like, the, the idea of, like, the detached being. The, the Bhagavatam debunks that and says, <laughs> Unless you're attached to Krishna, whatever other kind of fake attachment you think you, whatever other kind of attachment you have is fake, and sooner or later you're going to fall down from that. Because the material world really does look real, doesn't it? Say yes, or Yes. Yes. Yeah. If you see a perfect reflection somewhere, it's like, no, that's it. (laughs) My my, brother and I, once we were riding in the back of my parents' station wagon, Volvo, across Death Valley. Come on, kids, let's go to the (laughs) desert. And (laughs) we're driving across the desert (laughs) and uh, we saw a lake. And we had a big argument with my parents because they said, That's not a lake. That's a mirage. I'd never heard of a mirage before, but I thought that they were mistaken, as a lot of kids think their parents are.
1: <laughs> and
0: back and forth until I, I realized, No, that lake is not getting any closer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, the material world's such a fake out. Because Krishna provides the facility so that we can really get into it. Because what's the use of? giving us an alternative unless it's really good. So, that's the plight of the living entity, is getting attached to the reflection, like a little bird banging its head on the window. Have you ever seen that? Yes. It's like, bing! And then you look, bing! What is that noise? A little bird, he's looking at the other bird in the window, and then bang! Right into the <laughs> reflection, over and over again. And that's me in the material world over and over again, bang! Into the window, a little reflection. So, we have to develop attachment for Krishna by the sweet process of devotional service. It's really nice. You know, if you can get a, one of the bhajans stuck in your head, then you're halfway there. You know, like, Dina Krishna Dasi goi. I can think of times, you know, just walking across the street from the ashram to the temple and then, because we just had a morning program, thing, think, just Dina Krishna Dasi it's like, why are you singing like that? Nobody else is singing around here. I mean, you know, people going to work and uh, bummed out about everything, but we, we can, we could take a song into our heart and actually feel happy about it. There's so much to get attached to in the emotional service. So, you could get busy getting attached to to the the sound vibration and to the, the service and the prasadam and the beauty of the whole thing. Prabhu, Hare Krishna. just wanted to um, ask about like trying to motivate or uh, kind of Group of devotees to break out. Um, Is it a? Is it just like something that easy to do and motivate? How to motivate a group of devotees to break out? We come out like for sankirtan. To go out on sankirtan. So is it is it like something that easily happens, or is it is it is it a lot of endeavor? No, it always takes some work because everyone's busy. Yeah, everyone has their own lives and their own ideas, so. You know, to create a movement like Prophet created, it took a little time and work. I mean, he had to get on a boat, come over, first of all, he had to be there. And, you know, he had to sit there with people and talk to them and show them how to do things and then say, hey, why don't we try this? I've noticed that uh, in modern day Christian conscious movement, if you want to start something, first of all, get good at it yourself. and then. Another principle is that devotees are attracted to fun things. So if you can show how whatever you're doing, like Sanktan, is fun, and emphasize that part, that's what attracts people. Fun means I found out pizza. (laughs) See, if I just say that word, everyone's like,
1: where? Where? where?
0: I asked them in Italy. We just got back from Italy a few days ago, and I was saying, you know, what's fun over here? If you say pizza over here, does it work too? And they go, yeah. <laughs> Even though they eat it every day. It's like pizza. So, if you're going to do Sankerton, have pizza. Think of a way to make it fun for people. And the other one is, I've noticed about book distribution is that Devotees uh, don't go out for a few reasons. One is that they think they have to perform. So we've, in, in many uh, communities, we've developed this sort of competition, and it favors the very bold and the very expert, who are either naturally uh, are able to do things, or they develop a skill, and then they get really good at it, and then the, the 80-20 principle, takes place, so 20% of the people get 80% of the results, and then we read the scores of the 20%, and the 80%, yeah, maybe next life. Uh, not so important. So what I found is, if you, if uh, everybody's a winner, for instance, when we first started our, our book distribution party up in in, uh, it's kind of in Silicon Valley, where devotees we were just going out for the first time, and I can remember going for an evening walk and walking along 8.30, 9.00 o'clock at night, and the devotee's calling in from Sankirtan, and one of them called me and said, I distributed a book. Like, they, you know, she did one book for the day. And uh, we just celebrated it for 10 minutes. And now she's doing hundreds of books in one day. So performance, everything counts. And uh, also the mantra that we're not going out to sell books. We're going out because it's the right thing to do. And for what it makes of us to go out. When you cross the threshold of your house, house means where you get to do what you want and you're comfortable. And going outside means anything can happen and people can tell you where to go. They have the right to because you're in public and and so that's a little scary for most people so if if you change the idea of what's success for the process for book distribution or syncreton and you just say going out is success and so you know we have this ritual of touching the pavement so when we go and meet with a new group of devotees and we're inspiring them to go out for book distribution. We say, we're not going out to distribute books. We're just going out to touch the pavement. And once you touch the pavement, then you're done for the day. Mm-hmm. You've, d- you've done your duty. That's all you have to do. Anything after that is extra. And if you keep saying that and take the pressure off of people, then they, they'll go. You know, they'll go along with it. And then the other thing is that um, training is really important, because another reason people don't go out on book distribution is they're, they're not sure what to say. And they think that uh, I'm going to go out, I don't know what to say, and there's a scenario in their mind that they're going to be embarrassed, because they didn't know what to say, and other ways are going to look at me like I'm a failure, and also I'll be embarrassed, and plus most people will probably scream at me, which is very rarely this case. I mean, I can count on one hand how many people screamed at me. Over 50 years. So, <laughs> no, there's more.
1: <laughs>
4: that was the 70s. I
0: forgot, I forgot about it. A few arrests, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, training is important. If you give people a template and i got i teach a template and i say here's the template if you say this just follow this i guarantee you're going to sell a bhagavad-gita to everybody you need and if you don't i'll pay for it just chalk it up send me the bill i'll pay for it you know and and if you give give them a guaranteed process they'll go okay i'll try this in fact we have a little template written down on a card and uh, i tell people You could, and some devotees have done this very successfully, you just walk up to people and say, listen, I'm brand new, it's my first day, I'm trying to follow this little template here that they're teaching me. Can you help me out to follow it? said, so you hold it and you just tell me if I'm doing okay. Is that right? And they, and they they get into being the coach and it's like, okay, now this book is about you know like yeah, tell the university part. It's used in universities, and they'll you walk them through it. And then it comes to the donation part. It's like, okay, now you're supposed to ask me for a donation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, we don't sell these like in a bookstore. Just ask for a donation. We don't need the money. An ancient principle when you give something in return for transcendental wisdom, then it connects you to the previous teachers. And the person, okay, yeah, sure, here I'll give something. So, if you train people sufficiently, then they have it in their mind like, I'm going to try this, and I see it, I've seen it work. So, there's a few different elements that are important, and so training and all, get pizza that's all you have to do.
3: Yes? We were just uh, talking about how... Sorry. Um, We were just talking about how we shouldn't set the bar too high, right? And so, sometimes... I'm kind of just relaying a personal thing I'm processing right now. The summertime book distribution kind of mellows out in relationship to the schools, and so sometimes the result isn't as much as what we're used to, and it can be a little bit frustrating because some circumstances are better than others. So how do we just kind of remain equipoised um, while going through a phase where it's, it's just like the stock market. There's a time you invest and there's a time you don't invest. So how do we maintain steadiness in the time where, you know, not as many books are going out but it's just, it's the best you can do at that time?
0: Well, it's kind of an art and Prabhupada said, you should always create a fresh challenge so the devotees will want to rise up and meet it. Fresh challenge means it's not always the same thing and it has to meet the circumstances. And when I say no goal, just go out, and touch the pavement, this is dealing with uh, those who are just beginning and then you'll find that they catch fire and they actually want goals. We had we have goals at ISV for various uh, um, marathons that we have throughout and then uh, we have one for a while, so the so devotees could take a little rest for Radashtami, before We didn't set a goal. And a lot of devotees complained. They said, that's no fun. We want something to, to go for. But, we try to make it so that it's it matches the, the mood at the time. Uh, and sometimes it's different. For instance, uh, for right after the long marathon, during the uh, during uh, October, November, December. Then there's January, and comes up Gorpunema, um, and so we try to make more qualitative goals, like reading goals, and uh, doing fun things together, things like that. Change the goals, make them fresh, so that people will appreciate it. It's getting late at night. <laughs> Shall we have one more kirtan? Yes. Uh, yes. Please.
4: Um, most of you, if not all of you, have been in Krishna consciousness long enough to know that there's ups and downs. It's not uh, always easy to, you know, as you say, that commitment to japa or knowing when super soul is guiding you. But that's why Prabhupada created the movement ISKCON. And so, It's important to have good association. And these days we can get it online, if not in person. You know, like minded devotees who are our well wishers, who want us to succeed, who aren't envious, who will open their hearts to us, and to whom we can open our hearts. I'm sure most of you know how important your friendships are in Christian consciousness. Right? Yeah take advantage of those because those those times when you're struggling in your service or your jaffa or you know you're newly married and with a new baby and you know not sleeping and you know so many things it's just phases in your life and if you take advantage of others who have gone through it or you know others who can just give you a pep talk you'll get through this that's that's a big help that develops your um, relationships and it makes you a more compassionate and empathetic Vaishnava for others so the the, the, the valleys aren't bad it's when we can make the most advancement and the, you know the, if you're not sure if it's super soul speaking to you check with someone you know check with uh, a guide one of your guides your guru, you know, someone who, as as I said, has your best interest in heart. The 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 community you all have here is a real uh, treasure, tre- a mine, and you all have so many talents, so many abilities. And myself, I'm so inspired by all of you. So take advantage of that, and. That
0: will lift you, and you'll be able to lift others when they need it. Just about encouragement, I think such an important point you made. We find that in any community or relationship, what most people need is encouragement because there are a lot of forces working against us, including, as I mentioned earlier, our own minds. and. Sometimes the spiritual advancement seems difficult because there's so many things going against us. But a word from a, a well-wisher saying like, hey, you're actually doing okay. You can notice somebody's countenance change when you're talking to them and say, and they're thinking, I, I'm not, I can't do anything. I'm terrible. And he's like, no, actually, you're really good. <laughs> you just don't know it. Everybody else thinks you're great. And then you can notice that, you know, people's faces change. Their, their body language changes and we need that all the time. So Nirkula was saying was about community and community means we should encourage one another. Don't be envious. Just feel like, let me help others advance in devotional service. There's some ways to interact with devotees, mentioned by Rupa Goswami, and they're really simple, natural processes that take place in so-called normal human society, like giving gifts, accepting gifts, and uh, expressing one's mind in confidence, hearing other people express their minds in confidence, and uh, breaking bread together. And you know, if all that's done in a, a spirit of encouragement, then uh, we thrive, because that's the main thing. The word encourage, or courage comes from, the French word core, which means the heart. Our hearts get affected and get heavy with so many influences, uh, most of them coming from our own minds. So take time to encourage somebody, like right now. Turn to somebody and encourage them i <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's yeah, a point yeah, in we'll it mean, when I
0: was a when people, somebody comes to you and says, "You know, you're really doing a nice job," or you're noticing something you did, because uh, it's it's a hard world. So if you could take this as your occupation, and just think about how many people kind of encourage today, even animals like it. You go outside and say. Like, you're a good cat, you know that? <laughs> I saw you jump up there. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> the cat's like, wow, all right. <laughs>
4: <So>. <laughs> he does talk to the cats that come
2: through. <laughs>
0: <work. laughs> they get very encouraged. Okay, who has a point?
2: Go ahead. Well, um, what you said really resonated with me because uh, there is a point in time where this, I believe this was about... Almost two years ago now, this was like at the peak of like the whole COVID lockdowns going on. So in New York, there wasn't much going on, right? Um, you know, morning program, there wasn't uh, really the only time we saw each other was during like lunch and breakfast or something, because <laughs> there's nothing else going on. Uh, we weren't allowed to sit at the there wasn't much going on. So, I think there was a point in time where I was really struggling, uh, just overall, my psyche, um, my sadhana and everything, and I was just feeling really down, and that persisted for an entire week, and um, I noticed nobody ever approached me in in a temple, and we have one of the largest communities, and I was just like surprised after five days realizing no one has even taken the time to come up to me and ask me hey is there anything wrong what are you going through you want to talk about it no one approached me and that made me when i came to that realization i felt even more discouraged and depressed i'm like i don't think anybody would even realize if i was like god (laughs) you know it's like there's no one taking the time to talk to us so why it resonated with what you said about encouraging is well, that sh- I remember that really stood out to me? Was on the seventh day, I remember this Sankirtan devotee, Ananda Kirtan, devotee. he was just stopping, just making a pit stop <laughs> at, at Nidwarka. Uh, and he had no more than like five or ten minutes to grab some things he forgot and then head back out on Sankirtan because uh, he was traveling across the states, that type of stuff, I mean, I And then I noticed that when I was in my room, he just had to use the bathroom. So he just came in and he's asking, oh Prabhu, it's okay if I could use your bathroom real quick? I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And I was just down, I didn't want to talk to anybody. Uh, And uh, then what stood out to me was the fact that, despite of how much of a rush he was in, he actually was the first one that stopped and said, hey Prabhu, is everything okay? Are you fine? I told him, yeah, I was like, well, um, uh, I just told him like, well, yeah, I'm just like struggling a bit, I understand you're in a rush, so maybe next time you're around, I'll, I'll talk to you, he's like, okay, no, I, I would, I would love to sit down and talk with you, but yeah, I have some devotee, sankirtan devotees are waiting for me right now, so I have to get going, but I'll, I'll connect with you, and then, um, and I just kind of like, kind of brushed it off, i like, yeah, people say that. Talk back to me really don't end up <laughs> talking again. But he actually did reach out the very next day and and took the time out of his day to call me and ask uh, what was that right and what was wrong. And that call and the fact that he noticed that uh, despite of him being rushed, made a world of a difference
1: and it encouraged me to <laughs>
4: I had a, a, a similar experience. Um, it was 1976, before all you were born, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was just really going through a, a rough time. There was a lot going on in my personal life. And uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't go to the temple for a few days. And I lived, I lived kind of in a, a situation like this, a few blocks away from the temple. And it was ass to me and I still didn't go and that was my, you know, after Prabhupada's puja, that's my favorite. But So I didn't go. I was a pujari at the time. And, um, you know, I was in, in my apartment and there was a knock on the door and I opened it and it was uh, Devamata, a devotee I did service with. And it makes me emotional now even to talk about it. She had a plate of prasadam and she had Rukmini's garland for me. she she didn't I don't even remember really what what she said she just did that for me and so it meant it meant so much you know that she noticed I wasn't there and on that day she walked a few blocks brought me Prashadam and and a Garland and it was you know like I just felt like I wasn't being judged you know and um, it it saved me I know it did and so it's the it's little things like that if we can not be judgmental and just do simple little things if you notice you know someone may be struggling uh, you could save them in their krishna consciousness it, it really happens like that so thank you for sharing that you
1: can
0: also if you, if you can develop the habit of encouraging other people, even if they're not encouraging you, it's a hard thing to do when you're down, it's hard to get off the mat. But if you can develop that practice, that you encourage other people, then it become, then you, you get affected by that also. You're, you, you may feel down, but then you go find somebody else who you see a spark and then you say, Hey, you know what? that's really good, then it, that starts the energy in you also. So you can also be the one who goes around and fans all the sparks as much as possible. It's good work if you can get it. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's what Krishna that's what Consciousness is. It's really just going and finding the spark and fanning it everywhere. That's what Krishna does. He tries to fan the spark in everybody. And that's what our devotees do. They're just looking for the opportunity to wake up people's appreciation for who they really are and who Krishna is and how beautiful, actually, their relationship is. And the only problem, there's only one problem, everyone's forgotten that. That's the only problem. And if everyone can just remember that, and if you're the one who reminds them, it's like, hey, well done, that was good. I mean, Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita says, tiniest thing. He says, Su Alpam. That's as small as you get. You did one small thing. That was nothing. No, no. It's a big thing to me. That's how encouraging Krishna is. And he says, Apichet daracharo." So what if the guy messes up? He's still good. Yeah, and you got to say it, all you people. He says to everybody else, you know, admit it. He's a sadhu, you know, because he's trying. That's encouraging. And if we take that mood also, this is a mood Prabhupada had also. He was always looking how to encourage people. You listen, listen to these talks Prabhupada had. Is some person who's, you know, you're listening and the person seems to not have a clue about anything. And Prabhupada goes on earnestly trying to inculcate Krishna consciousness. I mean, how valuable Prabhupada's time is. He's writing books for the ages. And, you know, someone comes and sits in his room and he'll spend half an hour, an hour in there just trying to, you know, I see the spark, you know, we got to get a little closer <laughs> We're trying to wake it up. And that's really what we do. It's not a mechanical process. Consciousness is non-mechanical. And that's why it's so interesting. It has nothing to do with the material world. It's from the spiritual world. We're all from there. And if we take the time to notice it, then we become ecstatic. And that's really what the Sankirtan movement is, is noticing the spark. Yes to Sarvani Bhutani Atnaivad Bhut Vijanataha Tatraku Mokashoka. Yasvin Sarvani Bhutani Atnaivadhu Vijanata Tatrakom Mokashoka. Or did I transpose the verses? Let me take my short cards. They say if you become aware, Anupashati means become educate yourself, follow in the footsteps of the sages and the shastra and learn how to see the soul. Anupashti means like Make that your study in life. Notice the consciousness, make conscious connection with people. Go ahead, today Then you won't fall into the abomination of ignorance in the material world and you'll you won't be you won't get into lamentation. You also won't hate people. Why are there so many haters in the world? <laughs> people hate stuff. Just like why do you hate so much? It's like I just do, I can't help it I ate too many Doritos or something. <laughs> you got Dorito dust all over you and, and so, you know it's really hard to appreciate when you're in ignorance so, like people want to be the, the soul needs to be clean and, and, and see through the eyes of Shastra what is really important and it's, it's the spirit it's, it's Krishna and all his parts and parcels so that's a happy life it's just a happy life so we can all do it. Yay! <laughs> we win. All right, let's sing a little song. A happy song. A song that, if you get in your heart, then your life will be perfect.
3: Maharaj? Right, yes. True. He said that the deep diva song. He said I sing it in the morning tune. I was thinking the other meaning of morning. Yeah. <laughs> the other tune. <laughs> that
0: you that you no, know, sure come on, come give on. him a little. <laughs> the uh, qualities of a devotee is a covey. I love this tune. It's happy. Ready? Yeah. You want to come over here? Okay, we have
1: all the instruments out. Any, any other percussionists here? I have one more shaker.
0: You're, yeah, you're definitely a percussionist.
1: Hey! Here you go. Hey! hey. I'm raising my hand! <laughs> no.